as far as I'm concerned, everything Kate Blanchett does is gold. Now, whether or not the rest of the movie she is in is also gold is debatable. Yeah, I understand. She's totally delightful, and I'm glad that she got to play the title role of Bernadette Fox. There's so many incredible actresses that are, like, really hot right now, but Kate really brings, like, a certain something that makes it believable. Oh, for sure. And, oh, by the way, hello, Amanda. (laughs) Hi, Kaylee. (laughs) I see that you're filling in for Tuesday on this round, and it's always a joy to have you on the pod. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, this movie doesn't have something that jumps out at you, which usually is my jam. Right. (laughs) Um, But it's a book that I've been wanting to read for a while and gave me the opportunity, so here I am. All right, grab a handful of snacks and the new cookies they're selling at the movie theater I found out. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kaylee. This is Whiskey and Popcorn. All right, Where'd You Go, Bernadette is based on the comedic book by the same name. It's written by Maria Semple. And the plot revolves around this agoraphobic architect and mother, Bernadette Fox, played by the illustrious Kate Blanchett. She's pretty much going through this midlife crisis, and it gets pretty wild right up before she just ups and takes off for Antarctica, of all places. Now, like you said, Amanda, you haven't read the book. I haven't read the book. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I assume that she was going somewhere (laughs) because the book is called uh, Where'd You Go, Bernadette? But yeah, I never read it, but it's been on my reading list for what feels like forever. And when I first saw the trailer, I was like, I've always been meaning to read that book. Guess I missed it. Um, (laughs) But it's like been on the table of must-reads at the bookstore since I was like... I don't know if what, like I said, feels like forever, and it just never made it into the bag, apparently. Well, I would be curious to hear from any of you guys out there who have read the book and see this movie, because one of my biggest takeaways from the film is that I feel like there was a lot more in the story that they just could not cram into this film. We could dive a little bit more into that here in a moment, but... To just kind of sum up who's in this movie, it's narrated by her 15-year-old daughter, B, who's played by Emma Nelson. It also stars Billy Crudup as the husband, LG. Kristen Wiig is this strung-out neighbor mom, and she was amazing. She's like the quintessential, like, Seattleite. It's so funny. I was like, her character stressed me out. and it, Like, clearly stressed out. Yeah. Bernadette as well, but she was so good at it. Judy Greer is in here as a psychologist, and Lawrence Fishburne also has a very nice cameo. There's several other interesting cameos as well, but you'll just have to go see it to see Mm -hmm. where they pop up. Now, here's a clip from the film that kind of sums up, I think, Bernadette's character really well. Here she is uh, having lunch with an old friend, which is actually Lawrence Fishburne, and they're discussing how her creativity has become stifled by living in Seattle and uh, just basically being a stay-at-home mom. I was going to say, like, kind of not choosing the life she thought she was going to have. Exactly. Take a listen. You know, what LG doesn't know is that I am still obsessing about L.A. What do you mean? Well, you know, just last night, right? I, I woke up to pee. You know, I'm half asleep. I'm a blank slate. And then the data starts 
Reloading is the Bernadette Fox, 20 mile house, destroyed, failed. Yeah. And it's like failure has got its teeth in me and it won't stop shaking. You done? Yeah. Yeah, good, because I know you can't honestly believe any of this nonsense. As amusing as it is, it obscures the larger point, which is that people like you must create. That's what you were brought into this world to do, Bernadette. If you don't, you become a menace to society. I think there's one very simple answer to all of your problems. Get your ass back to work and create something. So I feel like that clip like perfectly describes like her midlife crisis and sort of like the climax of the movie. And I really loved that we kind of got a story that we don't always see where a middle-aged woman, um, her crisis is a lot about, you know, being creative and finding her and living her passions and where like she chose a family, but, you know, no one really like made her choose the family. And I feel like that's often the conversation that you see in these things where it's like everyone wanted her to give up her whatever to become a mother. And now she like resents her children and she always wanted to be a whatever. And like, I love that, like the most important person in Bernadette's life is B and Bernadette considers B like her other 16 miracles, as they say in the movie. And yet everyone in the world is like, yes, you need to do this, but also like, don't forget who you, the other half of you, like go back and create. And I feel like that's not a story we get with, with this age group very often. It's usually like, you know, the children are inspiring the mother to start dating again, or you get like the young mind who's fallen off the path and they're like, no, go back and be creative. You're so young. You've got your whole life ahead of you. And I love that they were like, no, you're allowed to be a mother and also want a career and not choose one over the other to choose both. That's kind of like what the movie is about. Right, right. And I, you know, my, my takeaway from this, and again, I think this is because I haven't read the book, but there's this perception, at least with the characters around her, that she's just basically nuts. And like even yeah. her husband falls into this like trap of thinking there's something psychologically wrong with her. And there's this fight between her being a creative genius yeah. and not being able to create makes her go crazy. And that, for me, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. She's not Vincent van Gogh. True. <laughs> she is not cutting off body parts. She's not, well, okay. She is taking some drugs. She has this very j big jar of many <laughs> pills. But I don't get the, un I'm not under the impression she's grabbing a handful and shoving them in her mouth. Right. I think she was like, these pills would be really pretty in this jar also, I'm not going to take any of them. Sorry. Right. Because so it's almost like she's not taking any drugs. She's a visual designer. She's an architect. Uh, she's looking at things with a very creative eye. So I think you're right. She's not necessarily taking these things. The only thing she really wants to take is like this illicit Russian drug, supposedly, <laughs> that she finds out later is like illegal. That's supposed to help with seasickness. Yeah. I think that um, like while I found most of the movie to be like very sudden and just abrupt like I did kind of like the way that and maybe this is like kudos to the book and the author and the writer but that this is more of like a realistic of what happens when you have pent up creative energy mm. not everybody is going to cut off their ear but like they might buy an old house that they want to fix and then never do anything about it like that seems a little bit more realistic or they might like you know 
get insomnia because they're so anxious that they like can't sleep but then they like fall asleep at the local pharmacy and your husband walks by <laughs> like things like that feel a little bit more realistic when like you are at your soul like a creative mm-hmm. and you're not doing anything about it and you just have like all this energy that's like shoved deep down you don't really know what to do with sure. you do become like a little I, I feel like restless is like a better word but crazy is like a more understandable thing for an audience so like they were just like she's crazy right where i think she was just more creatively restless i and i like that a lot and you know it's interesting because with the house itself that they live in there in seattle it's this beautiful home that's leaking everywhere it's falling apart (laughs) plant roots are growing under the carpet and i feel like that's very much of a metaphor of her how she perceives her life. Everything's invading her and her space and she can't escape until she really flippin' escapes and goes down to Antarctica. I, like, couldn't figure out the geography of the house. Like, while she was walking around, I'm like, wait, uh, where did these rooms come from? It's like a crazy, weird house. How many staircases are in here? What's going on? And, like, when she does try to make these overtures to, like, fix things, for example, she has these blackberry bushes that are between her and her neighbor's house the Kristen Wiig character's house yeah. and Kristen Wiig's character is like you need to remove these they're an eyesore they're encroaching on my property and like she follows through and does it um, but it's like it's overdone because then the 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 hill slides in yeah. and basically floods her neighbor's house yeah and she's like I did what you wanted I hired the guy that you wanted and why are you complaining at me about it's like a funny like um perception thing like depending on kind of like whose side you're on throughout the whole film you're either like yeah Bernadette played nice and removed the bushes even though she doesn't care and her neighbor cares and so she did this for her neighbor it just so happened that that happened to be everything that's keeping the hill together or you could be like LG or you could be like Audrey and be like how did you not know that the roots we're covering the hill and the hill was going to slide into my house. Like you're smart, you should have known that. Which like I guess both are true, but it kind of comes down to like how you perceive Bernadette. Like do you think she's losing it or do you think she's not? Like was this a smart move and vindictive and like kind of because she hates Audrey or is this her trying to be like fine you win this one, I'll do this thing for you? Oh, no. Well, for me, like, I was on Bernadette's side the whole time. I was just seeing everything from her perspective. I feel like it can relate to the, it feels like the world is attacking you. Yeah. And everybody's out to get you, and you can't do anything right. Yeah. And, like, I've sort of had those feelings myself yeah. at different points in my life. So I could really get it. And characters like Audrey drive me nuts. Like, the whole thing, she's like, she ran over my foot. I'm like, oh get God. over yourself, woman. She the didn't clogs. even touch you. <laughs> awesome and she's like walking around with like a foot brace i'm like they didn't even touch you it's like so like the two sides of seattle are lg and audrey and it's just so funny to me watching all of that um with like the the vest that's over the flannel right? like it's just the fishing vest so that she's good. so into it's so good but i thought like while the movie like for you know, 99% of it was pretty lighthearted. I thought that, like, they had a few really shockingly serious tones. Um, and one of them was a big, was miscarriages. Oh, yeah. And she, during the meltdown that she has with Lawrence Fishburne that we played earlier, she discusses, like, all of these miscarriages that she had and all these tries that she had to become a mother. And then that's why when she did get pregnant with B and B was 
um, you know, not a healthy baby and all these things is she just poured her entire heart into this child while I loved that part. And I was like, whoa, what's going on? It didn't really feel like it matched the rest of the movie. It did give it some depth. And this is one of those things where I'm like, there's got to be more in the book or mm-hmm. else like this is just like a random thing where they're like, what if we give her a miscarriage? Like, okay. like sure. Yeah, I guess. But it does um, kind of let you relate to the uh, character a little bit where this movie, because it was so sudden, I felt like I didn't have any time to like care about any of these characters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. The miscarriages thing stood out to me because it still feels like that is a almost taboo topic. Like yeah. we don't talk about miscarriages in film very often or in TV. Or if we do, it's in like a Oscar award winning, like m- melodrama that's meant to be an awards movie. And like, it's this huge topic and you right. cry the whole time. And like all stuff, it's like not thrown in like a family movie. Yeah. And it, it's interesting because she does kind of gloss over it. And this could be a sign of her, well, I think aside of her grieving process, I quite honestly, so. like she's compartmentalized that part of her life so much, but it still like comes out. Yeah. She's like, you know, and, and I had six miscarriages. And you're like, oh. And you're like, drop that bomb on your friend. Yeah. Out of nowhere. And you can, that like happens to people, like you were saying, you know, you can get into this mood where you feel like people, where it feels like the world is against you or whatever. And you can always tell, like, a friend who's like, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I just had six miscarriages. But, like, I'm fine. And life life is great. And we're rich and famous. And you're like, you're not fine. Like, none of what you said means you're fine. And then I thought that was, like, a nice realistic tone in this, like, family movie of, like, that's how people deal with these things sometimes. Yeah. And, like, another one, this is probably more on the comedic side, but there's this whole episode with... Russian hackers stealing Bernadette's identity and like her husband's identity because she like gave all their information and they've been like siphoning money off of her mm-hmm. and them. And when that happened, I was like, what? What is happening? <laughs> so what I didn't understand was LG throughout the whole movie is making Samantha too. And it, like it's a patch that like reads your brain basically is like a synopsis. Yeah, he works for Microsoft or something. Yeah, which I don't know why Microsoft is making brain reading technology. doesn't matter. So I thought like this thing in her ear that's like translating what she's dictating was Samantha one which like that was just like an assumption I made I guess yeah but it kind of felt like this is the first version of the thing that we're watching LG produce the second version of so I didn't think anything of it and then I like just like you said like all of a sudden it's like you gave our identity to Russia and and I was like what the FBI (laughs) I I thought you made this like why isn't there any clarification about like where did she get this earpiece what is going on why did she think she had a personal assistant? Why is Russia involved? But then, like, very instantly not involved. <laughs> and then there's the whole cliche of the working man and then seeming to have some sort of relationship with his secretary yeah. that was not well thought out or well developed in the movie. And I'm like, do I, they have a thing? Do they not have a thing? Like she are, seems to think they have a like thing. Are they sleeping together? I don't know. And. So it really bothered me that LG was not hearing Bernadette like yeah. until the very end. It's like all of a sudden it resolves itself in seconds in Antarctica in seconds. <laughs> and I'm so like, the last what? I would say like the last 45 minutes of the movie, it felt like it took 20 seconds. So there's Russian hackers. Then she runs out of the window 
and then we're on a boat to Antarctica, and then the next people are on a boat to Antarctica, and then he realizes, like, all she has to do is build a house and, like, everything will feel better, as if, like, he they've been married for years, he couldn't have figured that one out. And then, like, they find her, and then she's, like, building a boat, or building a house. <laughs> like, it felt like, you know, the movie is called Where'd You Go, Bernadette, and she's only lost for, like, a day and a half. Right. <laughs> like, she's in most of the movie, so. Yeah, like, wh- where'd you go? Like, when I thought most of the movie would be, like, finding her and that she would only be in like the first half of the movie and then this would be like a a tale about the daughter and then her relationship with her dad and you know communication as like a father daughter when you're young and your mom's your best friend and like no one really understands like all this stuff like that kind of would have been a better movie (laughs) then like at the end there's this huge resolve where everyone's like I realize that you just need to create and she's like I realize I just need to create and like everyone loves each other and everyone got to go to Antarctica but like none of that happened no (laughs) like she's they are most of the movie that's called where'd you go and so I almost feel like the question is almost insulting because she is there And, like, because she's having a a personality change because she's not fulfilling her creative need, the person who they want to be Bernadette is not there. So where'd you go that Bernadette? Yeah, it's like, where'd you go mentally, Bernadette? Like, is that (laughs) the movie? Like, I have no idea. So, again, like, we're kind of ripping into the movie. uh, I'm assuming the book is better. You love the movie. I... All in for Kate Blanchett. So, like, if you're a Kate Blanchett film, I can totally recommend this because she, like, owns this character. I would definitely say it's, like, a movie where, like, you can turn off your brain for an hour and a half and just watch some, like, delightful acting. You're going to laugh. You're going to be heartwarmed at the end. None of it makes sense. But, like, you're just going to be like, wow, that was so nice. What a great use of my time. (laughs) And, like, you need a palate cleanse every so often. You know, the world is hard. This movie's going to bring, you know, a touch of that, but mostly just resolve everything and, like, sure. Like, great. Uh, I hope to eventually read the book and hopefully it gives me some of the answers to my questions. Give you some perspective. Maybe yeah. slow down the story a little yeah. bit. But something that I noted was that rarely, so like making uh, a book into a mini series rather than um, a movie has been pretty popular lately, mm-hmm. like with Sharp Objects and then uh, Celeste Ning's little uh Little Fires Everywhere is going to become a TV show. I think this would have been a much better 10-episode miniseries. Mm. And, like, give us some breath. The same little storyline. Maybe we get, like, an episode from each person's perspective or something fun like that. And then that would let you, you know, have time to get in touch with the characters. And then maybe, like, episodes 6 through 10 is, like, when she's gone. And she's still there, you know, most of the time or whatever. But... You get to, like, relate to the characters. Well, you you get to build the emotional relationship between you, the audience, and you, the the story. Yeah. Because the the payoff was just like, okay, I guess. It was, like, really, that, yeah, I guess that's, like, my biggest thing is that the emotional payoff was, like, non-existent because I like didn't have time to connect with any of the characters I was just like all right we're doing this and then Kristen Wiig's house is ruined and now we're in Antarctica and now everyone's happy the end (laughs) I'm like it it, because of that it felt very superficial and I'm there I have a sense this this is not a superficial story no I there I mean either millions of people across America who have made this book very famous and popular are incorrect (laughs) or the book is just better than the movie it's plausible it's either what's yeah I guess both are true but I mean like you said Kate Blanchett like stole this movie she really was like the only person I could think of that could be like equal parts like believably you know quote-unquote crazy 
and like cold and like things like that but also like equal parts like warm loving mother Mm -hmm. and really like I really can't think of another actress where you're going to get a 50-50 balance like that. Um, and she's make, the queen. And make both sides of it really believable. I mean, she's she's the best. She's so. great. The movie was fine. Maybe I'll read the book one day. Well, <laughs> on that note, I think we need a toast to Kate Blanchett. Toast to Kate Blanchett. So, uh, Amanda, what are you drinking today? So, m- Seattle's my favorite city in the world. Oh, and, really? Yes. Yeah, so, in honor of most of the movie being in Seattle, even though it took most of the movie shitting on Seattle, <laughs> am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Yes, you are. <laughs> I am going to enjoy a nice Washington Cabernet Sauvignon, which is my favorite type of wine. Wow. That sounds bougie. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's just wine made from Washington. <laughs> Well, Bernadette's life really stressed me out. So I need a comfort drink, which for me is an old fashioned. And because we were in wet, soggy Seattle for this movie, which made me feel cold, I want to drink this by a warm, crackling fire in a non-leaky house. That sounds nice. Isn't that delightful? Yeah. Even though it's 114 degrees here in Phoenix. It's fine. I'm I'm wanting something cozy. <laughs> this studio is cold, so it's fine. <laughs> yes, it, it sounds even more apropos. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for inviting me to the movies, oh, Kaylee. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. I love that I finally get to talk to you now. Not a scary movie. <laughs> of course, you'll be returning again for the next horror film that we have coming down the pike so you guys don't want to miss that and make sure you don't miss out on any of our reviews you can find us on itunes stitcher spotify and soundcloud and amanda you follow us on facebook instagram and twitter right all three well the rest of you should do like amanda does and follow us there as well thanks so much for listening thank you guys and we'll see you at the movies (laughs) 